practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome to the fifth dimension, bruh. It's my, uh... Boy, Tony ain't over yet, man. It's my Christmas decorations. Just strobe light on the inside. <laughs> oh, perfect. Meg won't let me keep it. Because it does look insane from the outside. <laughs> so uh, what I have are just these like multicolored, cheap Japanese strobe light. The thing about it, though, and I have it inside because it's not waterproof or anything. And think classic disco ball. The thing about it is, as you can see, you see how it goes on and off? Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah. thing about it, it illuminates inside, but it illuminates what's in the house, surprisingly, because it's bright enough. So yeah, from yeah. the street, I was like, oh, that's cool. Colors, Christmas. But like mm-hmm. it goes off and yeah. then it lights up and you see my Jason mask and my gas mask and <laughs> Kennedy, the, 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 shadows the Kennedy assassination. Also. So it's a little, it's a little too nuts here. Give me one second. Let me shut that off. No, it does remind me very much of... We got one, we got something similar for Harvey, but it was for children, and it was just a, a kaleidoscope bulb that had like nature sounds. Sure. Oh yeah, we have that. Yeah. Yep. Not quite as aggressive as that. Like that looks like something when we lived together when we were both in and out of college. It'd been like, who needs light bulbs anymore, bro? Yeah, it's madness. We just live in the matrix. It's a madness ball, and it uh, you can put it on the setting to music or to to sound. So if you and I were just oh, having it, this conversation with every word I say, it would, it would illuminate me. And I don't know what <laughs> happened. I don't know if you what you see in your screen, but for some reason, it like whacked out my like computer camera or something. Oh no, it looks is, it looks golden. It looks like the, the uh You look you look like the villain in three hundred. You're Xerxes. <laughs> That's funny that, that you pin that. That'll come back around. Alright, well that was a Well welcome fun, to the Jerk Practice yeah. Podcast. Uh I'm one of the nerdy Greeks and sitting with me is Hansi Xerxes Frywald. Call me long arms and sweet dick. <laughs> You know how I like you know how I like my pigmen with saw hands. <laughs> oh, that movie is crazy. That's how debauched I am. Put a big face on him. Is there any truth to the lunacy like that the the warrior mythos or that's not fair. I, I'm I'm trying to make it sound fancier than this. Is there any truth to crazy powerful leaders? just creating these like mutant or morphed super warriors. Like I want to give that, I want tape, tape mm-hmm. that guy to an elephant and give yeah, him, make him elephant man. give him ax hands. I do not think so. Okay. I think the closest is like, you know, you get like, you go back to like the Viking era, like, you know, the nine, 900 up one thousands and you get the guys and nobody really knows, like, the Berserker, like, the history of the Berserker. Oh, yeah, sure. And I think that's just some guy that got really lit on, like, old, like, old-timey like drugs, like, post, you know, like, 
Like roots. Stone Age drugs. Strange like, roots. Eat this root. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get Haas jacked up, and he's going to go kick that French guy in the neck. Yeah. Give. give he's not scared of nothing. Give Lars this ferment, ferment, form, uh, fermented bark, and then see how he it, handles himself. And, you know, like when you, you read the, like, you know, like the Nazis invented math. They did. So they're, like, I feel like that may be the extent that I. In, in my very dumb dad at backseat historian research, because I love reading all the historical stuff, would just be like, give this guy a bunch of drugs and he'll he'll go crazy. Maybe not in a good way. That was... He's going to go crazy. I don't know about no axe hand, no gun arm. It's a shame. We're getting no Metal Gear Solid. We're getting no, like, also ran Punisher villains. Because you would think... Well, the brain is so mysterious, like, with, like, it's, um, like, like as an operating system with its synapses, like, your brain tells your fingers to move and grab that. Somehow yeah. you need to get in and, you know, short circuit or, or get in that circuit, attach that to yeah. the old trigger, you know, <laughs> get that, right, get that, that line to that old bullet. That like, pin. We know an- enough about semi-modern history in the fact that when McKinley was assassinated, they were sticking dirty fingers in his bullet back wounds. <laughs> yeah. So I would be hard pressed to think that a a Persian a doctor could like attach a saw made of bones onto a stump onto a guy that's five hundred pounds. It's f- and the scene we're referring to is to show the opulence right. of right. the Persian king Xerxes. The first time you see him, you're like, ooh, it's an orgy. There's naked chicks, naked dudes. And then all of a sudden, both the naked men and women get slowly more deformed. And then as we move further back into the party, it becomes like, oh, this is, hey, no, I went too far. And like people had, like I just described, a guy's got a, a bone saw. And I'm not talking like a bone saw for cutting bones. He's got a saw arm made out of human bones. Yeah. And he's just hot slicing just, people. It's, uh, well, it's not like it all. It reminds me of that scene in Autofocus. Historical where, fact. Where Bob Crane... Is uh, watching some of his homemade porn with this creepy friend who hooked him up with all the with all the equipment, and he's like, they're watching that porn. And he just goes, "Hey, hey, whose finger is that?" And he goes, "That's mine, man." He goes, "What?" He goes, "That's mine." <laughs> whose finger is that in my ass? Goes, yeah. Um, and then he oh, beat no, him to death with, oh. a, with a what is a tripod? <laughs> a tripod, not even a a a hammer for a hand. Oh, my just God. a regular old tripod. Oh, what reminded me. Um, Pin it. It's just so interesting when you were mentioning, I'm, I'm, oh, you know what I'm thinking of Garfield. But whatever. Let's from McKinley mm-hmm. to Garfield um, regarding um, their wounds, and basically yeah. both of them had survivable wounds. The thing that killed them were the infections and the sepsis from the doctors, and at the time the concept of sanitizing and germ theory was well established and respected by no respected by any competent doctor what happened specifically with garfield and this reminds me of now with like people that dug their heels in with like 
No fucking masks. It don't matter. We'll put a this mask is a hoax. It's lung cancer. I got my heels <laughs> dug in. And now that the cases are so high that everybody knows somebody, they're like, yeah, still, nope. I, I yeah, took my well, stand. This is my wounded knee. All right? Right. I'm, I'm, no, they I'm would planting like, my flag on wounded lung. And wasn't that the thing the doctors would come in and it's like they would wear their, their smocks the way that you and I use our skillets? It's like seasoned. <laughs> it's got to be seasoned. Oh. Don't wash that. Don't wash my skillet. Don't wash my doctor's smock. It was like a coat of honor kind of thing. It right. really was. Look at all of this gore. But this is perfectly gore. This won't get anyone sick. That's the that's the that's the old guard, and that's what one hundred percent killed Garfield. I think McKinley was more incompetent, but what killed Garfield was his the guy who weaseled his way in and his his personal physician, who kind of like grimiest worm tongue, kind of closed everybody out, including Garfield, who had like a nephew who was a respected doctor. The issue with this guy is he had been on like Capitol Hill arguing against germ theory and sanitizing. So he that was his that was his Bunker Hill. So he was even though he knew he was he was as able enough to see the writing on the wall. But he's like, no, no, if I fight this and save the president without, you know, affirming that germs are real. I will, I will be the hero here, and it will it, it'll bolster my cause or my defense. And he just killed him so quick. And by the time they finally like wrenched him out of there, they were like, "Oh my god!" It was like a sp- like a comedy sketch, spurting wound of pus and bile. Which of course he, he was like, pus. "That's good. That's good." As he's getting down, getting that pus in his beard, he's like, "Pus is good for beard. That's how you sanitize the beard. It's a beard <laughs> gel." Scabs protect the body, so if I wear a scab, I protect the body from the outside. How much, how big of incompetent should have been a doctor 200 years ago. With McKinley, they they were at the um, Pan American Exposition in Buffalo. So this huge Mm -hmm. event where they're showing off inventions, like the World's Fair, they're showing off inventions and the latest ideas and... All this stuff, and one of the people there was, I want to say it was Edison, testing the... uh, It was Graham Bell. Graham Bell, thank you, testing the metal detector, right? Mm -hmm. So, how brilliant! Bring him over to the president, he's been shot, he's got a metal projectile lodged in him. Lay him across this metal-framed bed, and try and find that metal bullet. So it just, like, went off and... Not one person standing in that circle, including Alexander Graham Bell. Not one person, because as soon as he put it over him, it just went crazy. Like, metal, 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 metal. (laughs) Instantly, none of them were (laughs) like, oh, he's got metal on him. They could have even went, oh, does he have a metal belt buckle, metal buttons? Oh, this ranky metal bed probably didn't even have a mattress on it. It was just metal springs. None of them. They were just like, oh, it's broken, Bell. Get back to the closet. So you're telling me he was shot 500 million times? (laughs) Yeah, right. Get him out of here. He's like, yeah, you're right, guys. It's broken. Because it probably Uh, didn't work. It probably invent the phone. (laughs) It probably did never work. Otherwise, he would have argued against, you know, like, oh, there's a metal bed. He's like, oh, fuck. I've been selling this snake oil metal detector. 
now the president got shot? All right, I'm just going to pretend like it's broken. That's the thing. Like, they used to make... Here, I'm going to go back. They used to make presidents so robust. Okay. Like, that dude, I remember reading about, like, he was, like, 6'6". You're talking about McKinley? Like, 220. Like, he was just, like, huge. a yeah. big dude. Oh, yeah. Like, a big guy from big Northern Bill. Ohio. Yep. He would have played for OSU, and would have they would have won, you know, the Nationals. Right. He was, uh... Well, that was just, like, so they just kept sticking him with stuff, and he's like, yeah, okay. I, I can do it, just soon, you know? Like, I'm big and strong. Because they did that to Washington, too. Like, he got really sick after the presidency, and that was in the time of bloodletting. They... He had, like, pneumonia or a bad cold, and they're like, hey, just t- take a couple quarts out. There is he's zero like, doubt. getting better. There they're is like, nah, he needs more blood. Zero doubt that George Washington was not supposed to die then when he died his doctors 1000 percent killed him and not only and i wish if they were going to go that far as to cover his ass in leeches and they used to do something called uh was it is it it was like boiling so they would like drip hot fluids on him oh and make oh no they just burn him they would just burn him with just like lighters him, like, and no, hey, I know you true. don't smoke, but I need it's a couple true. rails ready. They just burned him. They let so much, I forget the amount, but so much human blood that your body, it's just a sack of skin, leeches everywhere. Um, but the but they stopped when they killed him because um, um, Mary, was her name Custis, his wife? Mary, was her name Mary? Mary Washington? No. Was, yeah. Mary Washington? Martha. Martha. Martha, um, Martha Custis. She, uh, who you're related to, aren't you? I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> well, and this, cause she looks good because she, uh, she stepped in because no, the doctor only. came back the next day and they were like, don't bury him. We're going to revive oh, nice. him. Yeah. He wanted to like let his blood out and like heat it in a cauldron. Fill him with ox blood, some yeah. hot blood. It was so close. He was going to make a Washingtonian zombie. Trademark G.W. Frankenstein. Oh, it's... They brought him back with... They got a sickly German doctor. It's real. That shit is 100%. They were debating how they were going to bring his dead ass back. Oh, would have been amazing. Which is, like... He probably should have just been like taking a. I'll take a hot cup of tea yes. and went to bed early. Mm-hmm. But everybody was on him because he's obviously he's George Washington. It's the Kobe Bryant factor. So he, he's so he he's so high and mighty that uh, everything nobody would listen or everybody would his beck and call. And not only that, they paid all this attention. Like, oh my God, Washington has mm-hmm. a cold. He's our he's King Washington. Right. Get rid of his blood. And he got so used to getting pampered. You know, it's yeah, one of those yeah. things just like what he should have said was nothing. Yes. And just slept it off and just got really sick and just like, I'm going to go till because he wasn't like working the field. Like, I'm sure that's I don't think he all was. malarkey. But I mean, he was he was probably yelling at someone else to work the field. I think so. I think so. Most likely. And they, they gave him a good old COVID cough into yeah, the face. Like one of the like those old the old townies at a football game that used to play. Used to play football, likes to hang out a little too close to the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. He's hanging I gotta see out old homecoming. GW hanging out. Yeah, trying to get 
cozy cozy with the the help by the help i mean his slaves yeah yeah no good yeah man you guys know what i'm talking about right i read going to bed they were like he was such a um renaissance man one day he's roasting beans for coffee and the next day he's brewing his own wine and that's not how you say he's making his own wine he's brewing his own beer Washington what? brewed his wine. <laughs> yeah. Hot brew. The hottest wine he could get. Hottest wine in Virginia, they say. <laughs> All of his slaves are like, don't drink that. Don't drink that. <laughs> don't I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I I wish it was um I wish it was one of his slaves that were his doctor, because there would be some justice right there. Like, no, he I just locked you, him buddy. in a fucking shed and been like, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, we gave him water and a bed. Leave him alone. That's the thing about, you can go back, uh, there's, there's a great book about, about Garfield. Well, I mean, like, Hitler didn't deserve to be saved, but, like, he got pumped full of all those crazy drugs just because people were like, yeah, he said he felt bad. Well, Hitler's an amazing story because... But he again is a person in the center of a, a bunch of people that they need to, they need him to live to... Hitler is like of the 0.05% of the human race that has medical grade, had medical grade um, farts. Like his, <laughs> his farts were so bad and, and present that it interrupted with his life. And that's how he ended up getting, this is way before he started taking political power. This is after World War One, And then He's like starting to kind of like wheel and deal, but he couldn't get through dinners because of his farts. So he was off putting all these donors and connections and he got a doctor that somehow put something together, probably some kind of base. And it worked. And Hitler's like, you're my doctor from now on because he cured the farts. And then this guy's if you think (laughs) about history, you go back, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's probably responsible for millions of deaths because he cured his farts. Because he would have never gotten this far. Because apparently they stunk. Stinky kid, constant. I'm not no, no, the no worst. Right you here. know Hitler wasn't didn't have loud funnies. He had the silent oh. like fuck this guy. The guy you funny. look at, and you go hit the fuck Shoot out of here, top, baby, like a rocket. You ride that loud funny to the top of the charts. Yeah, we're t- that's FDR. <laughs> LBJ. Oh, yeah, well, forget about how it. loud was that? <laughs> No, silent stinky, where it was like, do you need to change your your pants, sir? Do you have the flu, sir? (laughs) The flu? Are you ill? That's apparently how bad it was. Leave my party. Oh, Oh, and he put him on a diet, too, because Hitler was a vegetarian. So I think he like, he was like, you've got to stop. Oh, we're talking like late 30s vegetarian. So stocks and husks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wasn't eating anything, you know. You're not getting any light life. Just peanut shells and... (laughs) (laughs) Peanut shells and clams. He's a pescatarian. (laughs) Well, I don't eat the actual... I eat the clam shell. Oh, yeah. Grind it down into a fine paste. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the farts, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. It was good. There's anxiety because we, I mean, we like, when Harvey was one and two, we lived in an apartment. Mm-hmm. 
and now that she's three, we haven't been in like an apartment situation for a while, and now she's very mobile, very loud, very boisterous. So oh, yeah. we, that was a big thing, just being at my mother-in-law's. Like we have, we're now like people with a home, so we're right. just like, yeah, just let her scream it out. Who cares? Yeah, let you be loud. I'm just gonna. I don't care. But to be like an apartment again, where it's like, oh no no, oh no no. Oh, right. For her to be like, oh, it's a game now. Sounds about right. No, but it was good. Otherwise, it was just like, my God, we're just chasing this tiny Tasmanian devil around an apartment as people are trying to enjoy themselves either above and below. Oh, that's okay, though. Who cares? A lot of that's ham. A- Eat a lot of ham. Meg, Meg's good about that when we're like, well, we're at a restaurant and I'd be like, no, quiet. The people around me, she's like, who fucking cares? Let them say something. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a better attitude. Because yeah. it would be like the smallest things. Like she'd throw like a couple Cheerios on the floor their way and I'd be like, Ruby, yeah. fucking Cheerios, who cares? Clean them up on our way out. That's a, I think yeah, that's it was just the right that, attitude. Like, you know, like we're approaching late night and she's just like, I'm going to just start crying for no reason. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> please be quiet. That's... Please be quiet. It's 11 at night. There's no reason for you to be so loud right now. So, yeah, right now it's, um, what are we, like four days after Thanksgiving. And so um, uh, we started decorating. Like I put the lights on the outside of the house. You saw my fancy oh, nice. lights in the office. But we just oh, finished yeah. decorating the tree. And it's so fun, and Ruby was having so much fun. It's amazing. You just know you're an old crotch, like when, because she's having so much fun, her brain's exploding. But, right. Oh, yeah. That my brain is not on the same level. Like, compute, like I can only like revel in it so long when she's like, hang this one, hang this one, hang this one. And then one falls and, and it's one. an explode, like just a total yeah. meltdown. And you're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is, this is like, how am I, why am, why is my head trying to complete, compete with the biggest heights of joy and the lowest yeah. depths over the smallest thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you just got to breathe through it. Oh, yeah. No, Ash took that on. She set it up before we left, so we had it to come back to, um, which is which is awesome, which is really nice to have the tree up, but she totally has the... All of the nice things are on top. Oh, yeah. And we, when we were setting it up, we were like, oh, Harvey's going to have a blast. She's going to love it. <laughs> she hated it. She was in a mood. She was just in a mood. She didn't want to do what we were doing. She wanted to do anything else sure and now she has her tier of ornaments and is slowly climbing up to which we're like no 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 yeah you these and of course you know she's three and she's like yeah but you said yes once yeah right yeah we have so we have like four um tubs of christmas stuff like my parents oh, yeah. have given us and her parents have given us like more you know we have a decent sized abode and two tubs just go back like full and mm-hmm. this year it's just like like instantly like because it's colorful and glittery and red and bright and just shit gets thrown across and ripped in half <laughs> and it's like well i made that when i was four That's why really do we have it anyway of... who gives a shit 
I'm that like, was important to me. Uh, a lot of Lutheran ornaments on there. Like, oh, I don't know yeah. what it is, but I have two ornaments that I've had since we've had since I was five. And they're made out of some type of baked dough. Oh, like yes, the baked dough, dough era. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, holy yes, shit. I know that one. These are the sturdiest. With like, a nice glaze over it. How are they made? They're, they're food, uh, supposedly. It is, it is a... If you boiled that, you could, you'd eat that before your shoes. <laughs> but how is it is still just, there? It's... I, as far as I remember, it is flour, salt, and water. It's a lot that of salt. It. Yeah, no, lots of salt. Oh man. Oh no, we have like that. Oh, that's the best. That era of ornaments, where it's just like, that's the only thing we use the oh, our garlic press for. I didn't know what a garlic press was for until I was well into my twenties, because I was like, oh, that's what you put your your dough into to make hair, to make fake hair. <laughs> Like we had uh, 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 Sesame Street ornaments that were all made out of that same dough. So it was just like put that dough through the old garlic press. You know, that's how how are you going to make Oscar the Grouch? You got to put him through the garlic press and then you just paint that dough. Just a just a hearty biscuit. I love. Yeah, I have some of the ornaments that my parents got. And they have some type of Bob Cratchit story of their first Christmas. It's amazing. They're like, your dad, you know, like had an extra 50 cent from his Christmas bonus from the department store that, you know, he worked in the sporting goods department. And we had to wait till the last minute of the last hour on Christmas Eve. And we you know, paid a guy a quarter to let us in the last quarter to get the last tree at the dump. And we brought it home and we had a live Christmas tree. But your father, like my, so what's cool about that is though, like they didn't, so they ultimately they had barely enough money. to got a tree, but they got a tree. Mm -hmm. They're just married, super poor. And my dad did all the ornaments. So like he cut out all these like, or what would you call it? I don't know. They're made out of wood, but they're like flat wood planes. So like he had a, like Mm -hmm. a, he had like, um, I don't know, like a, some type of thin board, almost like a particle board, but not yeah. that flimsy. And then he just used like some kind of tool. What is it? The oh, like a little bevel tool to like bevel out a line on it? You know what I'm thinking is like, no, like a table saw with the thin blade and you could go around yeah. your outline. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That's just shows mm. that shows the generation gap from the guy, my dad, who, who was, was able to go out, by hand. steal a Christmas tree, <laughs> walk it home and then spend all night like an elf cutting his own wood Christmas yeah. trees. And then my mom painted them. But we have all these old ones. And it's great. It's like little boy trying to get on rocking horse with oop. Butt flap opening up, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but they're so great. They're so great. Cause then, cause what do we have? I have like a Darth Vader, a Spider Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those know? are SpongeBob. Like, and I have a couple like Harvey broke some ornaments, and like one of them was like I got her a, a baby Groot ornament. Sure, which looks exactly like every toy I've ever given her. So she went, oh, perfect, grabbed it played with it and then just threw it like she does her toys and of course it broke sure and you're like Ugh! i was like it looks like a toy like what do you like but we do have these awesome old ornaments from ashley's grandparents mm-hmm. and then you know like they're like the classic german 
like trailer folk immigrants and the one we got and her grandfather worked at a ford plant or a, a gm plant as a manager so like you're thinking like every christmas movie we know he's sure. the guy little guy in the sweater and they got one <laughs> there's one ashley and i when we were cleaning out her dad's house just found all these old crazy christmas ornaments you know like classic like glass pickle like all the oh, ornaments yeah. are amazing yeah. And just very fragile. Mm-hmm. And one is just, and we're like, why did you keep that? And it was like, well, that was clearly given to them. And it was like, great neighbor, 1970. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> it. Was it. Like, it's so good because it's just like a non-committal thing, but it's a very beautiful ornament. So it costs money, but it's not just Merry Christmas, neighbor. And it was just like, good neighbor <laughs> it's just like so so we put it on the tree every year and it's our favorite ornament to hang just because it has that like like someone thought they were a good neighbor or just wanted them to never talk to them again when joe biden swears in if he does and doesn't die from gang gangrene from a broken foot from the play with from dogs. dog play i was like oh my god of i was course. like can you just fucking close this guy in a room just... for the next 60 days because who's the gonna last push thing, him down the stairs the last all thing we need know. is this guy not making it and then to fall some into kind, a duck well pond. the constitution doesn't say if a president elects vice president elect technically should become the president Stop playing with your dogs, old man, because we need you to institute on day one a federal mandate on tiered Christmas giving. And you know what? We all love our neighbors. They're out. Neighbors. Oh, yeah. No more. No gifts for the neighbors because it's just going to be like neighbor time 1983. Like nobody needs that. It's great. We love it. But just walk out your door and say, neighbor, happy Christmas. Love being your neighbor. That's all we need. If you need anything, just let me know. That's you it. You need me to mow my lawn sooner? You need help with anything? You got it. You borrow a tool? Not. You can keep it. Not don't talk year round and then put some shitty ornament that's going to take up space in my garage. <laughs> I know. Let's see. So there's the <laughs> tier. Like two generations later. I'm going. You had to do I hate to say it, York. but I'm going cousins. Cousins are out. Cousins. Yeah. Cousins are out. Hard pass on a cousin. Because cousin. Uh, cousins are out with a an amendment. Everybody's got a close cousin. If you got sure, a close, no, not everybody actually. It's a rarity. If you got a close cousin, you're allowed. But cousin is that tear break where it's like I got twenty bucks left. I got fifteen bucks left. I'm going cousin, and they get like oh, a fucking no. you know chapstick assortment pack. They don't <laughs> exactly. need it. Like, they don't that's... need it. It's when it, when your mom's like, okay, you, your four cousins are coming. I'm giving you here's a twenty dollar bill. Spend five dollars on each of your cousins. Right. So you buy them like one pack of tops, <laughs> one candy bar, and you're just trying to chisel the change out of it. You know, like right. and like you said, here's a Pokemon assortment of chapsticks. Oh, and I got two fifty left for me. I spend all twenty bucks, ma. See, you can allocate that twenty bucks. Up into the tiers, because siblings are in a tier, parents are in a tier, children, obviously, wife. So just allocate some of that money to a brother. And so instead of giving him something just above, you know, get him, instead of getting him the action figure, get him the posable action figure. 
Right, no, exactly. Like, get him the good one. We yeah. all know. If you're an action figure person, you know when you're like, ah, uh, okay. G.I. Mo. Er- <laughs> J.Y. Mo. <laughs> What's J.Y. Mo? G.I. Joseph. <laughs> Which is a funny idea. Joseph. You got to make it religious so that's that it's even less cool. That that's the marketing is uh, the Lutheran, Lutherans are trying to bring it back. We need action figures. I got GI Joseph. I got uh, I don't know, what would a Virgin Mary kind of a uh, brat Mary <laughs> a Mary brats. <laughs> and then the, like that cheap Chinese looking like you got to go with the Archangel, but it looks like it's got crappy wings. It's all one piece. Or it's like Looks a, like Ultraman. I was gonna. Or it's like a Pokemon. It's like the Archangel Angel in an in an egg with like a duck bill. It's just full of feathers. Yeah, Angle Lore. <laughs> um, man, how do we get down that? Oh, decorating and and kids being crazy and it's so funny. Like it's like, man, uh, I just like we need to uh, cross those wires for the synapse for our gun arms. We need to have mm-hmm. a little chip you can put in that's like the, oh, you know what? We're decorating the tree. I'm putting in three-year-old chip so I can be yep. just as joy-filled and just yeah. just go just as crazy on the tree and um, not be thinking about my fantasy football picks. <laughs> yeah, right. I got $3 on it. How's your Teddy Bridgewater doing? <laughs> Fan duel. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, but Thanksgiving was fun. We just, uh, like, we consume, like, I found a, a new podcast. If anybody, if you yourself and or anybody listening would like a nice, them. yeah, palpable, like, just a little popper. It's need like it. a little Milky Way Midnight. It's called Smartless. Oh, uh, Dave Jacobson keeps telling me about it. And I'm like, it's uh, like yeah, it's, it's Sean edge. Hayes, who mm-hmm. was Jack from uh, Will and Grace. And then um, he shouldn't have played that part. He shouldn't like, have done it. He's, he is that guy, though. I'm just <laughs> like kidding. when you listen to him. <laughs> I, I'm being social justice uh, warrior. Pin it. I got something to mention to you. Uh, and then uh, Will Arnett and um, Jason Bateman, right? Uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. It's the three of them. They're like 40, half an hour to 45 minutes. Each episode, they they interview, quote unquote, interview somebody. Two of the guys don't know who it is, but they're all it's just from their friend group. So they're. Some pretty awesome episodes. We just basically listened to that podcast in the car, home and back. Just binge it. Uh, there's a Will Ferrell one that's hilarious. A Conan O'Brien one, which is amazing. Uh, the Conan O'Brien one is cool because it just gets like I. I guess I wasn't really in after that documentary that he made. Ash and I weren't really into Conan O'Brien anymore. The doc after he left the show. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it was the tour doc yep. into what would was was going to be the Tonight Show or post Tonight Show. It's going to be the TBS show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time, uh, and the interview was great, and Conan's really funny, and they they get into some stuff that I didn't know about him, and also I was like, that's why Conan is just the patron saint of comedy nerds. Presidential history. Just he just is like. The embodiment of someone who loves comedy and only does comedy. Oh, yeah. And because he is who he is, he gets to do it with 
the funniest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like he t- he tells a story, uh, not to spoil it, but he just tells a story about being on a plane with Will Ferrell and not knowing Will Ferrell very well. Yeah, and the whole bit they're flying from like L.A. to New York, and they just the whole time they didn't. He even admits he's like they we didn't have a real conversation. Like I didn't. He didn't ask me about my wife. I didn't even know he was married. But they just keep yes anding a bit where Conan talks about books because he had a really big book in his lap, and just Conan does clearly is just trying doesn't know what books are. He's never read a book. <laughs> so like Will Ferrell would get up to go to the bathroom and come back and it would be sideways. <laughs> I was like that is amazing and that's hilarious, funny. but also very exhausting. That's yeah. That's like uh, so. I don't know if you listen to his podcast. I haven't. I will now after you sh- yeah. after listening to this interview with those guys. I will definitely check it out. It's. I mean, um, he has Bob Newhart on. Like he has the most amazing oh. guest. His first guest was Will Ferrell, and uh, I won't spoil for you, but he has he has an amazing story on there as well. Along, along those same lines of like exhaust, like amazing, but exhausting. Yeah. It's it's super. Fun. No, in in because Conan is funny the whole time, and he's like doing bits, and they're like feeding him stuff, and he's so good at it i was like is he telling the truth is this real right and then you ease into it and you're like oh no he's just like always sassing and always going but he talks about getting into harvard and i'd never heard the story before and he basically was just like no one in my family went to college so i just decided if i'm gonna go to college i want to go to the best college and that's that's all he did was school yeah He's like, I just sat down and just worked my ass off and just did school until I got to Harvard and then lucked into them having National Lampoon. And he was like, oh, wow, this I like doing comedy, actually. He tells this. uh, Yeah, that he tells this amazing story just growing up. He had a he had a crazy he was super focused in that regard. But he had he has like these amazing stories of growing up outside of Boston with this huge family. He told this really, um, like, kind of disturbing story about how he has an older brother that would, mm-hmm. like, he would see get bullied and was just, like, determined that he would never allow himself to get bullied like wow. that. That makes So it's like, sense. that was like, right, like, how, like, this guy is somebody I look up to and I, I'm seeing him get bullied. So that's a defense I need to to make up because i'm never gonna let that happen to anyone i know well, and, it, and it kind of makes sense in the comedy especially in that interview is like he's not combative he's just funny but he is going full bore to be on 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 fire oh yeah like on fire like and it's not even like so that story about the bully like is so informative in the fact that he's like I'm not even going to be bullied in a in a jokey conversation. Right. Yeah, and not he, to say he doesn't take zings as they throw zings his way. He's in control. But he's going to be punching his way through to be the one zinging. Oh, yeah. I got Even to s- in a friendly scenario. I got to see him. Our friend Alon, she went to, um, oh, fuck, Pace, Pace, which is Pace, where they yeah, used to have yeah. the actor studio. Because mm-hmm. what's-his-name was a teacher there. And that's where they filmed inside the actor studio, James Lipton. Yeah. James and right Lipton, before, yeah. right when Conan left the Late Show to go to the Tonight Show, 
he was leaving New York to go to L.A. and he would have James Lipton because James Lipton's a crazy character. He would always have him on the show. So he did inside the actor's studio right before they moved to L.A. And DeLon got me a ticket because they get one. They have to go for their class and they get to bring one guest. I forgot all about that. And so um, the students, I had shitty seats like in the balcony, like the students all have to sit up front because they can ask questions and everything. They're on camera, but you get a free ticket and I got to sit in the balcony and it was supposed to be like 45 minutes and it was two and a half hours long and it was riveting the entire time. And like in between every bit, he was just bitching about how long this was going. And like, just he, he, yeah, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's definitely the top tier of, you know, just comedians across the broadest scale. Like, he's yeah. not a stand up comic, but he would be fine on stage alone, obviously. He's all the time. He does the monologues, right? He's not a sketch comic, but he thinks like a sketch comic. He's written yeah. for sketch comedy. He, you know, like, he's just, he's just enigmatic. He's, He's definitely no. In, in in the conversation they get into just briefly, he says he and Schmeigel were talking about like the proto vision of what his original show was, and mm-hmm. they were they wanted to do like Pee Wee's Playhouse meets I forget what the other one was, and then just a few seconds later he keeps talking about it. he's like I just wanted to create a vehicle to do silly jokes. Right. Because, you know, like, he was like, I wrote for stage and wrote sketch comedy, like, writing at the Lampoon and then writing for SNL, trying to write cartoony. And then he's like, then I got to do Simpsons and, like, was at this point where I was like, I wasn't writing cartoony enough. So then, like, what the show that, the late show that they did, he was like, it was, was like the perfect vision of that fusion of sketch and cartoon and we abstract and, like, prescient ideas. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, that is exactly how I remember that show as being just this irreverent, weird sort oh, of sketch amazing. show yeah. that had people on it because they were doing things. That was... he just talks about bits they did with Tom Selleck when he shaved his mustache. Right. And, like, they Mr. made the mustache T. a character. And yeah, yeah, they touch on that stuff, too. I remember watching, like, so... Um... Letterman was before my time. I watched Letterman when he had the what? Did, what was his show on CBS when he got the new show on CBS? Yeah. I watched it, but it was pretty straight laced. I always thought Letterman's super funny in exactly and how he's supposed do to be. Amazing, like Man on the Street bit. They yeah, would oh, do yeah. sketches, but they didn't do like reoccurring characters. No, but Conan. I remember discovering Conan like the way I think people discovered Letterman. Mm-hmm. back when yeah, he had yeah, his yeah, original definitely. show like i remember st- like just watching and going like oh this is something way outside the norm like i can get into this 100 percent because i don't want to sit i don't give a shit about whatever celebrity has sure. what yeah. movie like and that's pretty much what dominated the other shows like even when he had people on they were probably doing bits or it was going to go so horribly awry it would be hilarious and He's just he's a good he's a good host in that regard too. And it's like Conan gets he got the ben, same benefit that Letterman had following Carson. Oh yeah, because Carson had such an ease with the celebrities of his era and later. Like that's why people watch the show. Like Carson did bits, but 
he was just really like sassy with the guests. Oh, and yeah. Letterman was the same, but more cutting. And Letterman got away with getting to have on like Harvey P. Carr. Oh, yeah. And uh, Harmony Corn. Uh, Harmony Corn. Like, and you got to see his personality through the fact that he was like delving into the underground. Right. And getting to do these dry, weird bits with other people who got it. And then when he shifts out into the mainstream, he he gets to bring some of that with him. But then Conan gets to wade in the absence of David Letterman and gets to do instead of bringing on odd people, he's like, I'm just going to do pimp bot, you know, and like do the fucking lever that does Walker, Texas Ranger clips. One of my favorite. uh, uh, I I guess we can go down this rabbit hole the whole time, but I remember there was a bit it's just nonsense these are the best bits is he they started the show and their sketch was him and whoever whatever guest was on were like you know what we got a little time before the show starts you want to you want to play a game and their game was just throwing shovels like to try and hit a target <laughs> down the hall like that was the premise and they're just throwing these shovels and they're trying to hit this target, and of course they're throwing at a door, and Andy walks through the door and just gets a shovel speared through his entire body. And they just <laughs> have to react and run away from this shovel. Oh, oh, it was him and Max, um, it was him and his drummer. That's who, that's who was oh, Max having Weinberg. a shovel game, yeah. Which I guess there was something, something unpleasant, unpleasant there. He was the best, like, just, uh, wet blanket ever. But, but he I, just had the best dead eyes. Like they, so kick, they kept kicking the like, he's a psychotic. That's what I remember. I was like, Max Weinberg's hilarious because they kick all the dark jokes to him and he can just do them. Yeah, man. And just rip away on those drums. It's like he was like he was like Bruce's drummer forever or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was in the E Street. Yeah. Oh, Maggot was playing a Thanksgiving mix. It was called like Thanksgiving Jazz, and I was like, what is this? And it was Bruce Springsteen came on. And I'm sorry, Bruce. I'm sorry, Brucers out there. We've had a few in the troop. I will never be able to... I was like, I should be into him. I like lyrics. Mm. I like Bob Dylan. I like soul. But like the song I was hearing is like, Going down to the river. It's a river on Thanksgiver. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's <laughs> river <on> Thanksgiver. <laughs> and it wasn't that good. You get that one for free, Bruce. Uh, yeah. It's a river. Oh, thanks, Gil. <laughs> Rob that turkey caucus down to the give a river. But it was give just a... so on point. It was like, I got a factory job. I got no bed knobs. My grandfather's dead and so am I inside. <laughs> got Thanksgiving down by the river. <laughs> That's turning to Randy Newman. <laughs> got to have Thanksgiving. Down by the river, talking about Louisiana. It's I mean, a flood. You got to get to the flood. Um, and I'm scrambling. Hey, guess what? Yesterday was. I found out today it was Henning's birthday. <laughs> it was. Happy birthday, Henning. Happy belated birthday, Henning. That's not that belated. They're on like the time difference in Portland is like three two days. It's oh, crazy. Miss it. No, no, not in a Santa Claus three world where they back to the future it with Jack oh, Frost. Goodness. No spoilers, but no spoilers. it's on Disney Plus. I'm just saying, you can't go wrong with Martin Short. You can't. 
You just can't, no. I mean, it's a terrible movie, but 25% of it's Martin Short. So 25% of it is brilliant. Um, and he's wearing that whole getup. Like, gotta give him credit. He sat in that makeup chair for fucking oh, yeah. six hours. Absolutely. It and is. still turns it on. Yeah. It's, you know, they're stretching. This is like a classic, like, we're stretching holiday movie trope where it's like, all right, it's Christmas, but Christmas is part of other holidays. Let's have them all sit at the table of elders as holiday spokesmen. So there'll be Santa and the Easter Bunny and Sandman and the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> That's right. And Sandman. Oh man, a, have you seen Christmas Sandman Chronicles is, too? Then you, you need to watch it. Sandman's a questionable choice. I'm just gonna say that. Because what does Sandman represent? Nighttime. He's just sleepy. Naps. He's just sleepy all the time. That's not a holiday. There's so many other holidays to choose yeah, from. Agreed. And well, one of them's like summer solstice. They're stretching. That's Come all I'm saying. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Speaking of stretch, happy birthday, Let's Henny. Stretch. We got a quiz. Yes. In honor of Henning's 40th birthday, um, we got the quiz. If you know Henning, you best mm-hmm. get penning your answers mm-hmm. in this quiz. So, Casey, you, you ready? You want to do this? I got to yeah. explain it. Um, so it's the how well do you know Henning quiz. Do you How well are you familiar with old 70s game shows? Well, you let you explain. Not that great. You a match game man? I think I've seen a match game. Simple premise is this. Is basically, I ask you a question, and in this case, Mm -hmm. I asked Henning these questions, and your match game, you would ask the husband a question, and husband and wife a question. Newlywed game style. Newlywed game style, that's it. Newlywed game. Yeah, I think that's even, I think match game's even something else. So newlywed game. So I asked Henning these questions. He has the answers. I haven't seen his answers myself even. However, because I'm going to have to see his answers and I wrote the questions, I pre-answered because I didn't want to accidentally open an email and get mine sullied. So I had a little time. So maybe if you want to ask me what mine is, maybe it'll help you think the logic because it's not just yes or no. It's uh, Mm -hmm. ask you the question and why did you choose that answer? So you got to work out the logic of it too. Got it. Got, got it. it. Got it. Got it. We're going to see okay. how well. I think so, yeah. See how well. How well you knew Henning, all right? How well you know him. I'm, I told Not him. Very I, well, apparently. I said, <laughs> uh, question one, what day is Henning's birthday? Yesterday. Boom, ding. All right. <laughs> Don't ask me the date, <laughs> month, or year. No, 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 no. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the question that I asked him that... Um, all right. No, I think we're ready to go. We're re- Oh, and I got to open these emails because I told them I could open it and it literally could say, like, I don't want to do that. But right. I think he did it because he put in the subject line, like, don't read this until the quiz. But so let me open that. Make sure I got it. All right. Let's see what we got. Oh, he did it just right. Uh, that's That comes as no surprise to wait me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't read below yet. If you want to take the quiz yourself, highlight the black bars. To re- oh, he did that. You got to highlight to get the answer. How do you do that? Can you do that on as your if phone? you're gonna copy and paste it? Pull it up. What? It'll give you the answer. What do you mean? It's like when you're reading a spoilers article on BuzzFeed. I don't know how to do that. So can I open the unhighlight with my phone? 
I think so. Oh shit! Hold on. Let's see. Let's see what else. Because I think Aaron sent me it too. Holy shit! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I think I have. Oh my god. I have, alright, I have Aaron's answers. Alright, I need to see if I can open up this email. This is riveting. Henning, you're too, too good. You're too. Oh, wait. So if you were to highlight it like you were going to copy and paste it. Oh, and he just sent, he, he just sent me, uh, his, uh, answers recorded for the cold tag. All right, all right. So we'll actually be able to hear out of the horse's mouth. All right, so I'm opening up his email. Now, I can highlight... Oh, I see it! All right, all right. Can you... Does that sound good? Let's do it. All right. All right, all right. If I go down and I can see you... No, I can't. Son of a bitch, man. There it is. And then I go down. No. And then I go over. <laughs> oh. And I can go like that. All right. We're getting there. And now I can do this. Open that. Go small there. Dude, easy. Sort of. All right. Okay. All right. Here's the first one. Need to get some energy up now that I totally stunk us. All right. Henning, if you were an ice cream flavor, which would you be and why? If Henning was an ice cream flavor, what would he be and why? You want want me... You want to hear my... uh, Answer and reasoning, just so you can kind of get the idea where I'm, what sure, I'm feeling go here. For it. Yeah, what I'm feeling. Because I'm not gonna just ditto, bro. No, 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 I no, no, no. All right, here's what I'm thinking about Henning. Henning, he's a chocolate man. He's mm-hmm. old timey. Mm-hmm. It's true, traditional. He he likes you know he he likes simple ingredients. Don't get crazy. No additives. He's a chocolate man. Maybe a rum raisin. If we're even getting older, could you see? I just feel like he's got the uh, Portland hipster yeah. thing: rum raisin, butter brickle, kind like of situation. Like done well with a nice aged rum. Yeah, I'm saying, but I'm, but eventually I'm going. He's a dark chocolate with some kind of nut, mm. and I'm saying it's a walnut, chocolate walnut. That's what I'm going with, Henning on that. Ooh, that's good because I was thinking like, is Rocky Road the one with the marshmallow? Laid yes, in with the nuts. Cla- and the... Yeah, another classic. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of just going basic. Like, I'm not going to get into, like, he likes the Cherry Garcia yogurt low fat. No. You know, like, I, no. No specifics. Uh, I'm going, like, classic broad flavors. I was going, I'm with you on the, uh, like, the Rocky Road. He likes a little complexity in there. A little something. But yeah, like that needs a nice chocolate base. I was also thinking mint chocolate chip. 
Oh my god, I can see a mint. Yeah, you brought up a good point. It's when refreshing. I was thinking... It's good. It's classic. You get the chocolate. Like you just yeah, I'm gonna go mint chocolate chip. Go mint you chocolate. Go mint chocolate, mint chocolate chip. All right. All right. Uh, let me give you a uh, Aaron here. Nice clean here. flavor. Good precision. Delicious. When it's done well, you can't beat it. This is uh, we got E Weaves answer here, and this could uh, you know this could bring a rift in a young marriage. Just saying, mm-hmm. oh, she's yeah. involved. But she went, Casey, Rocky Road. But she's saying Rocky Road sands walnuts, which puts oh, a hamper. Oh, that's what me. you said. I'm going walnuts. She says walnuts are gross and taste like dirt. She's saying replace it with almonds. So we got a Rocky Road. We got a mint chip. I got a chocolate walnut. We're, we're all, all in agreement. We're all same, in the same sphere. Yeah. I'm with you on the Rocky Road because that's why. I, that's why I deferred to you because you were describing a rocky road. Yeah. Now I guess since technically Henning sent me the answers, going we could shit. we could hear from him right here. Hello, doot doot one two three, Neapolitan because it's an Americanized European import and it's trying too hard to be everyone's favorite. Drum roll, please, Neapolitan. Because oh, yeah, boy, ah, oh, that is Henning. Spread the field. It's an Americanized European working. import, and it's trying too hard to to try hard. It's a try hard, but he's not a try hard. Oh, all right, that gives us a good leaning for uh, for because uh, yeah. Henning was being very ironic there. Henning, Henning's he's going, going irony. All right, all right, that's uh, that's a tell. All right. All right. So we all think we know Henning together, collectively, and he usurped us. I'm just going to say Henning sounds like he doesn't know himself. Yeah, well, we'll find out. That's for sure. With Especially for number two. This is uh, besides Carl Sagan. Who is your favorite astrophysicist and <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> Woof. I'm going to be hard-pressed on this one. Is Superman an astrophysicist? So, uh, yeah, in all... That's actually... My thought processes on it was um, he's going to go easy. He's going to go easy on us because he knows we don't even know what astrophysicism means. So... Uh, I'm just going to say Niels Bohr. Ooh, nice. I don't know who that is. is sounds, sounds right, though, right? Am is he right? a particle collider guy? Is he alive? He invented the periodic table. Oh, nice. Could not be wrong. The, Don't know. Not the schismatic table of the... stones or whatever we were talking about. <laughs> Neil's bored. Well, I got a Neil. I was so I'm thinking he's going easy on us, yeah. on me, because I don't know what a the even though I wrote the question, I don't know, but I know DeGrasse Tyson's a scientist, so I'm like yeah. he knows I know who that is because we've talked mm-hmm. about allegations. He knows I know who Stephen Hawking is. Because I lampoon him and during his death. So there's that. Could be Tyson Hawking. But Astro, I was thinking, could be, he could Galileo. Galileo Galilei. I like that one. Tico Brahe with the gold nose. I like he, could, Tico. he could take it old school. Uh, sagging brain in a robot body. If he wants to keep being cheeky. But I guess, let me see what I did. I went he, Hawking, because he knows I don't know anyone else. Yeah. 
went Hawking. Really... I know Hawking's a scientist. Didn't know of what? Space, probably. I think what? that's I'm astral. I'm going Niels Bohr. I'm sticking to Niels Bohr. I like it. We Sounds got good. Got a nice German name like Henning. Oh, smart. Uh, you got a Bohr. We got a Hawking. Aaron says, Aaron says Neil deGrasse Tyson because he we did Cosmos 2.0. I don't know how Henning feels about that, though. That's a great question. don't like it. Good point. Let's find out. Let's find out. Drum roll, please. There is only Carl. If I had to, I'd go back to the old heads. Tygo Brahe is too much of a frat boy, though, so Kepler. Damn! Kepler. He went Kepler. Holy shit. I only remember Tycho Brahe because there was a picture of him in my astronomy class in high school. And I was like, I think that guy's nose got bit off by a pig. So he has a gold nose. Gold, so I remember yeah. like he was in debt to the king, and I think he did, died a pauper. Isn't this story he died uh, because he, he held his bladder too long? Because no. the king didn't? Uh, is stand? that there's something to that effect? Uh, he yeah he ate so much salt or something that he couldn't your your he, he couldn't create urea. <laughs> a pig bit his dick off and he got a gold stuck in. There. I heard that. I heard that. Maybe that's why I was thinking of him. Ooh, I was Kepler. See, I'm but I'm honed in now. Honed you're in. in. You're you're warmed up, man. You need a few strokes to feel mm-hmm. it. Now you're ready. Uh this is a this is this is a treat. Now we're getting ego. I hardly knew ye. What is your favorite jerk practice sketch, and why? I'm gonna let mm. you have first crack. I don't want to taint s- you. I'm going urinal. Interesting. Solid, solid sketch written well, and he's a, performed he... well by us. Performed even better by professionals. Henning had a uh, lot. That's what of... I see that one. That one's that one's in my top five. Of... Big laugh Rotating lines in Big Henning KO laugh lines in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Henning Penn. That's not bad. I think I got you beat on it, though. Uh, yeah. I'm going moon base. Yeah, it's, that one's a good one, too. It's the moon. Uh, science moons. Uh, although I was going to uh, go jetpack. He did write his own he did write his own music in Gypsy on the Edge of Forever. So. Oh, that's good. But that's hard because do, does he break it down and say, I'm doing a whole show? Hmm. Hard to pick out an Or does he want to lean into, yeah. Thought maybe Squatter mm-hmm. because we talk about Snohomish. Always got a chuckle There's out of it. There's a him. lot. Now we're just listing sketch headings yeah. in and or helped us write. But Moon Serious, I'm going Moon Base. And yeah. Aaron doesn't know any sketches. No, I'm just kidding. She said, <laughs> "Don't care." She said, "Improv hoagie." Henning will say "improv hoagie" because it's her favorite, and Ooh, and she did crash. skunk us, and she says it's the only one she can remember. <laughs> I am in people's heads in a very negative way. Oh my goodness, Aaron, Doctor Phil over here, Dee Weaver. All right, you ready for this? Ready. Holy shit. Alright. Henning, fill us in. The most jerk practice sketch of all time was Warren G. Harding plays a coronet to the sinking of the Lusitania while being chased by a poisoned shrimp on roller skates. And I was I was the Lusitania. But my fave has got to be Moonbase. Moon base. 
No. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. I what do we say? You want now you're in, man. Flow I'm hot. state. You're in that flow I'm state. Hot. Taking home that what did they used to give in the seventies? They used to give you like a pair of British knights. Well, that would have been eighties. Pair of British knights and like a a roll of crescent rolls or something. <laughs> now it's like a million dollars, but back then it was seriously like you get a set of snow tires. You get one of what they offer. Whoever yeah. the sponsor is. If it's oh, a yeah. sandwich place, you get one sandwich. If that it's tires, was, you get a tire. That was legit. You did get only sponsored shit for um, Double Dare. You got the British Knights. You got you like a, a bike, maybe a keyboard. I think was in there for a while. Oh, yep, uh, yep. It, you got some D- CD-ROMs, I believe, of the Globe. Oh, you you got to Britannica, maybe. Oh, that was one of them. The complete set of 1992's Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, yeah. Before uh, most people owned a computer. I know it was before I owned a computer because we got duped by some college door-to-door encyclopedia salesman. Oh, he got snaked. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. Yeah. That kid was weird. He ended up like, this is the different era of like watching your kids then and watching your kids now. This was a random guy, came door-to-door, selling... Uh, encyclopedias we bought some encyclopedias and my parents let him take me and my buddy eric to a basketball game just met him <laughs> just met him selling books got kids got smarts <laughs> he's a book guy that's yeah that's bizarre nothing happened except for he wouldn't stop talking about z the z <laughs> section he's trying to sell the last book so that was all the ruse. He's like, I gotta like get, these, get these guys in the b-ball game, start getting in their ear. Sell them on this z-ball. Ear on, get them. I got too many z's to go back to you guys know what South z-ball Dakota is? State with. You do now. If you buy the z part, you'll find out every z-related zebra. Now let's get in the backseat of this car. <laughs> Who wants to kiss me? <laughs> Anybody know about peas? All right. <laughs> Uh, uh, number four, besides the jerk practice, this is tough. Besides the jerk practice, who is your all time favorite sketch troupe and why? I didn't write and why, but I'm sure he, I hope I'm he is. I'm going to say, I got to say Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. And I say this only because I, Henning introduced them to me mm. when we were in school. Okay. That's a good I'm saying the original cast from In Living Color. Oh, good one. <laughs> Henning is very urbane. No, I went. I ultimately went Mr. Show as well. Thought maybe he might skunk us. He could us. be a state guy, though. I was thinking he could be a Brit guy, maybe, underneath it all. Mighty Boosh or something. Ooh, Mighty Boosh. Red or Dwarf. What was, uh, Stella. He like, really oh, likes Stella. Stella's good. I'm going. I'm going classic, Mister Show. Speaking of a really good sketch recommendation, and I think it could be people could be like, "Why'd you recommend that?" You could be too. There's a sketch troupe out there. They have a limited six episode um, series on Netflix called Auntie Donna's Big Sketch Show. It's these three guys from New Zealand. It's utter madness, and I love it. They set up the premise. Like it's kind of a kids show in like this like mm-hmm. fantasy house kind of peewee style, but it's really ribald and mm-hmm. 
I'm, I, so I don't need to right tell you alley. anymore, but you gotta, you, you gotta told check me it the out. crazy name, and you told me that they're also from some weird part of the world. I'm sold. It's and it's produced by Ed Helms, so they have yeah, some, they have some fun like guests on it. it. I, I won't get into it more because it'd be boring, but check it out. I think you'll send me a message like, this shit's either so bonkers I hate it, or mm-hmm. I love this realm they've opened up because it really is like something. I I don't think I've ever seen some of the stuff they've done. Like yeah. some of the Tim and Eric stuff, you know, like you're like yeah. that's exactly perfect on what they're lampooning, like the mundanity of mm-hmm. everyday life and what's TV and entertainment. And then some of it's like they missed there cuz they were they just overshot or something, I don't know. But uh this is just it's really good. Everybody should check it out. I'm thinking Mr. Show. You're thinking Mr. Show. Aaron's thinking yeah. Key and Peel. Ooh. Ah, that's interesting. And she also has a great show. She has a more current insight. Mm, I don't like that. Alright, let's see where we go. This is this is this is your saving grace here, Case. You've yet you've yet back in the game. I'm too nostalgic. Oh man, you are Obviously, oh, here we go. Hannah. Obviously, Mr. Show. Although, is it a troop if it's only two guys? If only two guys. It's a great question. I don't know what K-I-T-H means, capitalize. Kids in the hall, then. Thank you. Stella with Wayne and Showalter is my hipster choice that no one remembers. So I remember. I just don't pick it because I don't like them. You, uh... I don't know, I'm going to give that to you. Because we all had Mr. Show, but then he reneged on show. We didn't even mention Kids in the Hall, which is, I think, the obvious choice. But Stella, Stella, not bad, not bad. The most conversations we had were about Mr. Show and or Stella and the Show Walter guys. That was the vibe I got was Mr. Show, because he introduced you to Mr. Show, which I didn't even realize, Mm -hmm. and you introduced me to Mr. Show. So Yeah, oh yeah, it was totally... I remember watching it on debate trips in high school, but it would that was before I could even conceptualize. Yeah, I know what, what you mean. I was like, nah, just give me Sherry O'Terry and Will Ferrell doing cheerleaders again. I don't and not know. to say that's bad. It's just like I it wasn't thinking in like comedy or like a creator sense and Mr. Show spoke to me in that like, oh wow, they're like taking the concept of SNL and doing something with it. I think I was lucky enough. And when I mentioned this, you might be like, oh yeah, well I had my mind wrapped around that. Like my oldest brother, Travis is pretty intellectual and and nerdy enough, like to not just like, you know, cheers or whatever. Though cheers Mm -hmm. is great. So he always had kids in the hall on. So I feel like because I saw that he was able to laugh at the seemingly strangeness. Strangeness. Yeah. I was like, there's got to be something there because yeah. otherwise he wouldn't be laughing. So I think Kids in the Hall was my earliest um, uh, in into like that I, like, alternative coming idea. Back to Kids in the Hall, like I liked it because it was like I, I watched uh, 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 Monty Python mm, on yeah. PBS when we were kids because it was on i was like i know these guys from those weird movies that i have seen and same with kids in the hall i remember watching it on hbo at friend's house and like being like "Ooh, this is taboo 
Oh yeah. Like this is cool, but like this, I there's something off. Like I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. It's so those unsettling. things I just never conceptual because I never at the time I didn't had wasn't even thinking about making anything, let alone creating comedy. Like you're still in that like proto phase where you're just taking everything in. So it was yeah. like for me, Mr. Show just hit like a ton of bricks because that was the moment in college where I was like, oh, uh, I'm here because I want to make. Yeah, right. Like it's time to start taking all of the stuff I've consumed and like filing it through my prism to something new. And Mr. Show just hit like it was just on that same wavelength. Oh, for sure. Even though it was a decade later. Mm-hmm. Stella. I don't. The only thing I remember about I don't really watch much of it. I just remember it was very, uh, very PC. Uh, uh, PC is not the right word. It was sharp cuts. I remember a sharp sharp mm-hmm. cuts. I remember one. There was one scene where it was just like that. I can because I, it was just it was just weird lines of dialogue. So David David Wayne and. Um, Michael Showalter are sitting in this living room of this apartment they share and in runs Michael Ian Black and he's like in a panic and Michael Showalter sipping coffee out of a just a coffee pot, a a glass Mm -hmm. coffee pot. And he just goes, hey, Michael, how's the ass fucking going? And Michael just goes, it's not. I have the farts. And then he just runs out and with every step, he just farts. I was just like, oh my god! So, um, that was that was my that was my that was my introduction to Stella. Also, the reason I think I have a weird connection to Stella. The only way I could watch it was like LimeWired clips that were poorly downloaded. Yeah, yeah, and not in sequence, or not that it had to be in sequence. But all right, ready? Number five. Ready. This one's. Besides Portland, Oregon, which place on earth would Henning like to live? Or, and or, let's see how he answers, in the universe. Mm. Moon, base, outer, space. Moon, base, outer, space. What if he does both? What about on earth? I'm going to earth. He likes the out of doors. I don't know whether to go back to the... The, the motherland ah, Germany Europe maybe about that. yeah I know we d- it's not going to be Minneapolis because that's too cold I'm sure he loves New York but it's sort of like yeah he's been there done he there. did it he did it yeah he always <laughs> has he always has a closet at the Y for when he has to go to New York course, and do yeah. work I say like Europe maybe back to Germany Germany okay yeah I'm gonna say Germany. You and I are you and I are thinking alike because I'm thinking if it's Earth, I'm thinking Belize because they Ooh, and he and Aaron had thinking. such a good time in Belize and they were gonna go back. That's true. That's true. Uh, or the Black Forest, Germany, <laughs> fixing cuckoo clocks because he's a mechanical guy, detail oriented. Uh, good time. And then Universe, I got this. If he didn't answer this, he's gonna wish he did. He's going to want to live on the ship of the imagination because uh, it's a mobile ship and he'll get to go anywhere. So it's a cheat. It's a cheat, but uh, acceptable answer. It. Cheat code. 
Yeah. Cheat card. Let's see, let's see if he's. Let's see how smart Henning is. Aaron says, Belize. All right. So yeah. we're on there. I definitely spelled it wrong. Um, or Pegasus constellation, where oh, the Henning T. Kachi star is. Kachi star. NK. Good guess. Right. Good. Yeah. That's not bad. Not bad. All right. Using our brains here, people. What do we got? Ooh, it's a short answer, and I'm highlighting. It's the grave. <laughs> uh, I, I dream, dream of Belize. Belize. Keycocker Belize. Belize. In the, In the infinite? infinite? Probably still Belize. Still Belize. All right, well, Ooh, now we know Henning's going to live in Belize. Oh, no, he leaves. Is he running from something? Yeah, what's the extradition in uh, Belize? I don't know. They're not sending him back to the Black Forest to live with the ants. <laughs> Make him fix cuckoo clocks like <laughs> some sort of prison sentence. There is a... Like, so when I visited Germany and I was in the Black Forest, like it, the one section is known for these century-year-old house-sized cuckoo clocks that you drive through in this dark, densely wooded forest. That is nightmarish. Yeah. <laughs> it is so nightmarish, right? Um, yeah, cuckoo clocks, I don't like anything about them. They do remind me of the Third Reich. There's something, because the Third Reich all, ultimately, it's just like Trumpism. It comes mm -hmm. out of the rural Germans. Like, that's where, like, uh, Himmler, he was a fucking farmer's son. Like, they knew how to get in the ears of the quote-unquote people. Like, they yeah, knew how to bend sure. the right people. The guy who's like, yeah, no, I'm going to work my ass off for this. Yeah. I don't care if it's good or bad. Yeah. He's like, all right, you're going you're gonna to make sure uh, I get a good price for soybeans? All right, I'm it's in. better than shoveling shit. Put a sign on my lawn. Say. Put a sign on my lawn. I'm going to uh, drive a tank in the desert. Belize. Did I go with Belize? It I was went, on your... I went Belize. Yeah. I went Belize. You and Aaron. You and Aaron got that and one. And Henning's probably uh, jealous of that ship of the imagination answer. All right, number six, one. Henning. Henning's on a desert island or uh -huh. a fox hunt icy wasteland, and he can only have one comedy prop. What's it going to be? Um, not a wig man. No, not, not a hat man. Not a, like a sexual implement. Not like a. He's not yeah. a dildo guy. He's not I'm like a Greg Stone. Funny, I'm going for a, like some funny tech, like yeah. a fart machine. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's like something good. you can mix. You can get a little variety on. What about batteries, though? I mean, you're on the island forever. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess then my B and well, whoopee cushion. I guess. <laughs> oh, nice. That's like uh, there's time now as he gets a, a rip in a that swimming bladder. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're on the same track. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying the jetpack from Jetpack. Um, but that would be a very sad choice because if it's a desert island, the heat from that aluminum foil right. would boil his skin. And it's if it's a winter a wasteland, jet it would freeze to his back. That's a comedy prop. What comedy? Right, yeah. Nobody, well, this is an SNL. We don't have jetpack money. And the moisture will deteriorate the, the poorly cardboard structure. Although they were made very well. They were made very well. Oh, yeah, yes, they were. Because that was a robot husk. Oh, yeah. That's right. 
Uh, Aaron says banana peel. Real inventive. Oh, it's going to be fucking banana peel. I got a feeling they're working on this. Another short answer. I'm highlighting. What do you got to say, Henning? The classic inflatable water desalinator. <laughs> oh, he's scheming us. I, I say that's a whoopee cushion. Whoopee I'd say cushion. that's a whoopee cushion. You just put that whoopee cushion out in the sun. The, uh, couple, the salt yeah. evaporates out. Oh, and he's yeah, trying to live on this that. island. Yeah, he's, he's not trying, trying to, to crack make those. It. All I'm trying to do is get a few yucks out of these monkeys. And here Henning is trying to live for 10 years. You're just trying to get those monkeys distracted and laughing enough so you can hit their, cover their head with that whoopee cushion. <laughs> take it out. Feast on monkey meat. I have the tattered claw tooth tuxedo <laughs> naked from the waist down. And I'm like, I got to get that monkey laughing because I'm going to eat him. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw or I'm this, just uh, performing for the monkey royalty. I saw this um, vice expose on um, wet markets all over oh, the world. Sure, they yeah. did Asian wet markets, but they also did um, African wet markets and South American wet mar- markets. And I was thinking one specifically. I think it was Brazil, um, and they went to this wet market, and the thing it it was they were selling bush meat because that's mm-hmm. all they're like. Yeah, we have access; like we could sell beef and pork and stuff. Like we have that, no problem. But everybody craves the bush meat, and it was just. I mean, it's the cultural, so whatever. But it was hard seeing them throw like, I don't know, what whatever like monkeys monkey faces right on these krills that's that's as bad as i can that's the only thing i no, can no, recognize i want the face i come to the wettest wet market only faces <laughs> you gotta go you're a face man you gotta go to the wetter market you gotta get damp it's under the waterfall by the bridge i hope you brought your smock oh man it is tough but then they also went in to say they're like yeah these wet markets are rough but What's really going to get you sick? Don't fall asleep. Go buy clearly. some meat in the mountains of Slovenia. Like, and it just looked like a normal market, but apparently they just have the most rotten uh, game around. They're like, those lambs, they look nice and juicy. Teeming with disease. Teeming. I don't know why. <laughs> Mountain Slovenian lamb. That's where all the outbreaks happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in and out on this. Slovid nineteen. Don't uh, don't hold this to me, Slovenia. All right, this one's a trick. This is a trick one. Well, it's not a trick, but Henning had to answer this about Aaron. So I put him on his heels. But now we have to answer it about Aaron, and then answer it about Henning. I'm working on this. So what do you think Eweave's favorite soup is? What's your favorite soup? Go split pea. Interesting. Is that a hipster kind of Portland thing? No, I like split pea. She seems like she'd like a nice split pea soup. Nice yeah. and hearty. You can do it with meat or without, you know? Well, it's doesn't always got to a be. ham bone base, right? Well, it doesn't have to. You can if you need that little extra salt. but <laughs> well, A nice minstroni. I'm saying, and this is a trademark, I'm saying she's a chowder chick. Chowder chick. Nice. Trademarked. Trademarked. Chowder chicks. 
I I think she's a fish stew chowder type situation. She Portland's it's on the ocean. It's cold, sure. chilly, a nice cream base. A nice well, cream you're base. You split pea also scratches that itch too, you know. So there you go with that. And so on that end, now Aaron had so now what do you think old hen dog's favorite soup is? Is he a soup man? He's a bisque guy? Like a nice chili? <laughs> oh no, not a chance. Henny <laughs> Henny with a nice bowl of roadhouse chili? Tuck that <laughs> napkin into his neck and he's like, everybody stand back. I would think we were in the uh uh in the bizarro world if I walked I was like, what's he? Having a all meat, and it's all meat, chili? all meat, chili, no bean, nary a bean in <laughs> no, sight. No, Texas style, just Slovenian wet market, nice wet market chili. <laughs> yeah, bush, bush chili. Chili. Um, I don't think so, but uh, I've been wrong before. I'm not going chili. I don't know. I don't know enough soups. I'm kind of with you on chili, though. Yeah, now like that a I chicken think about dumpling, my answer. maybe a chicken dumpling. Oh, that's that's a good answer. I'm similar. I'm going back to question my my reasoning on the first one. I'm thinking he's got that old timey taste. Simple is better. You need some. I'm thinking he's some hard. So he's you're beef. going Roadhouse chili. I'm going beef and barley, man. He's a beef oh, and barley. barley. <laughs> 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 I was thinking my classic pick was beef and barley, but I also know Henning. He can be a foodie at times, many mm. times. So I'm thinking hottest new restaurant could be something we don't even cool. We don't even know about like a miso vapor. I was going to say maybe have a men, maybe an udon noodle. Yeah. Oh, a nice beef udon. That's not bad. Um, uh, but ultimately I got to stick with my initial. So it's a uh, grain and protein, I'm beef and barley, extra gravy. I'll go stick with my chicken and dumpling. Chicken dumpling. Party, I think we're on the same path. Party noodle. All right. Let's see. Ooh, Erin says her favorite soup is drum roll. You're closest on that lentil. Lentil Ooh, soup. Right, there you go. I will eat a lentil we'll soup. Lentil soup is a uh, what's what's it called? It's a utility for me. Tastes fine. Mm. But I, yeah, oh, got it. Yeah, I'll I'll it's be one feature. foot. I'll be one foot in the grave before you see me at a restaurant having the lentil. I'm a right. soup man too. So it's when your they opener, I the ask for the soup opener, selections. The... I have disappointment on my face when they're like, "We have a nice lentil." Fuck off. That's a side. Dish. Like that's that's an undercard match for me. Don't yeah. g- give me the main event. Give me a broccoli cheese. <laughs> um, and she's saying Henning's chowder, which I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, mm, I have a hard you time. Said she believing. was a chowder chick. Is Henning the chowder? Is chick? Henning the chowder chick? The chowder chud. <laughs> chowder chud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Aaron, he's a chowder chud. Chowder chud. Oh, uh, must be celery. J.K. Clam chowder, if a chowder counts as a soup. And it's mine, too. Aww. Oh, he's saying it could be celery soup, but he's a liar. He's saying he's a chowder celery? man. And he's, he's saying... He's live on that island. He's... Uh, but he's wrong. I see I see the divorce papers, and he's saying 
chowder for Aaron too. I guess she only eats it because she's a good wife and knows she's married to a chowder chud. <laughs> chowder chud. <laughs> Throwing his weight around. This is she's a chowder like house. <laughs> that was the oh, first box man. he moved in was the chowder. The chowder pot. I just keep picturing, uh, who is that from Futurama? Uh, Zoidberg. Oh, yeah. Mmm, what I Let's see. All right, now we're getting into serious territory. Number eight. This is a, this is a, this is a, a, uh, callback, too. Your lover has contracted a company to record your last dying breath as well as your last words on vinyl. What will they be? Hmm. This is, this is a tough one, right? This is, it's morbid. Go back to my answer, the grave. I know, I was thinking that. I, I gotta say something aspirational, like now onto the ship of the imagination, sort Ooh, of like nice. the universe awaits. If he can speak after taking all that acid before he shuffles off the mortal oh, coil. Oh, yeah. Those Huxley mu- style. Mushrooms, baby. Or tootin' sagpipe. Um, I went, Aaron poisoned my beef and barley soup. <laughs> Avenge me. My chowder. Oh, yeah, it's chowder, but I'm wrong, so it can't be right. No, I said aspirational, too. I said, so I told you so, God. Harkonnen-ish uh, chowder burp. <laughs> oh! From his pleasure barge. Darth Vader died. I saw that, yeah. Tony Botts or whoever, we didn't really know who he was. Uh, I do because I have an autographed Star Wars collector card by David Prowse. David Prowse. What uh, What would I else? I mean, not his... You would know him from nothing else. Well, so, but what's amazing about him, and I'm not, I'm, rest in peace, I was just joking, because no one else, I don't think there's a more... Cause, so I didn't get to watch scary movies super early, but I was certainly allowed to watch Star Wars as early as, you know, my b- oldest brother's mm-hmm. 10 years older than me. Like, we just had it going in the house at all times. So one of the earliest creepy images I have in my faith, in my head, is of Luke taking that helmet off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So that, like, That's a just different is dude. haunting. Not That's even not the same even guy. That, who's no. that? That guy's name is Sebastian Shaw. What? So they didn't even. So what was this guy? A pig you didn't face? Get to see his face. Oh yeah. Was he classic a... chowder chud? <laughs> English chowder chud, face like a bowl of soup. So they initially had him in, and they took the hat off, and he. They were like, "Cut! Can you just clean the chowder off your lips <laughs> and chin, please?" Him. No, it was two different dudes. Whoa. So yeah. wait. So did this guy play? Um, Vader ever other than taking the mask off or was it always Prowse in the suit and this guy just had the facial I think he did one and two. Oh, okay alright and then Sebastian was uh, Jedi they Kane hottered him mm-hmm ooh that sucks I think maybe he was a little too handsome take that off oh they couldn't ugly too him too hunky you won't feel bad you gotta, you gotta get a that would have literally sunk the franchise if he was just this chiseled. If it was Brad Pitt underneath, a little like, little coily, just the Clark or Superman coil coming little, down. Somehow that scar just makes him hotter. 
Give me a pig face. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Face, yeah. Somebody needs to um, deep fake in, I don't know, Fabio or something. And they're just a <laughs> handsome, handsome fella. Whoever the most attractive man of, what, 1983? Most, uh, you know who it would be? It'd be that guy who died of... Um, Robert Redford. Drug addiction. Uh, uh, just fell apart like a sack of rocks. Um, he was... Uh, man, he just lost all yeah, his perfect. teeth. He was just the biggest star ever. I just remember one of the movies is just him holding buckets of cement out forever. He's just ripped. He's got a triple he's got a triple name name. Jan Michael Vincent. Jan Michael Vincent, yes. He's rest in peace. Jan Michael Vincent. I don't know. Is that guy an airwolf? <laughs> buckets of cement. Again, I don't know why these images are seared into my head. Like, what is it? Alright, so we're both going at aspirational. I said I told you so, God. You said To the stars. To the stars, to the ship of the imagination. Henning says Ooh, Aaron says, I love you, which makes this question hurt my heart. Or open it two sizes too tall. All right, let's see. Henning, what do you have to say as we record you on vinyl and play it at the coffee shop? I would have to drop H-Bomb versus Dom final diss track. I don't know what it would say. Probably playing the odds, something like, fuck you and your almighty apathy for the cancer. <laughs> oh, he went. Um, uh, Aaron went loving. You and I went aspirational. Henning went out and with Henning a fight, straight for the straight red box. Groat, yeah. All right, let's Knock go back. Out punch. Let's go back to Portland, and Henning as its number one city citizen. The city of Portland has decided to commemorate him in statue form. What's the statue going to be made out of, and what will Henning be doing? It's Portland. It's Henning. What's it made of? What's he doing? I'm saying like, it, I'm going steampunky, like old bike gears, like oh, repurposed nice. bicycles, sure, chains, gears. Gotcha. And it's him creating, tinkering. Hmm. Very nice. I, you forgot how much Henning loves precious metals. So I'm saying a very high carat level of gold, the highest you can find, the purest dwarf in gold you can find. And he will be standing surrounded by all the planets, the Milky Way, foot smushing Mars, hand crushing (laughs) Venus as he sits on Earth as his throne. Nice, King or Conan style, or it could be a could be a, a statue made out of recycled pipe and bong glass, um, and he's boxing climate change. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> one or the other. I'm going deep. The swirling maw. All right, Aaron says, made of Legos, ah, of course, and he's going to be mountain climbing, Black Forest. I see. I was right the whole time. You I were? think I win. I didn't know Henning to be a mountain climber. Let's see what he's doing. Come on, Brahe, cold nose. <laughs> Let's see. All right. He says this one's very hard. Living stone, like an oh boy, it's artsy. Of course, he's an artist. 
This is the hardest one. Um, I've got to say Living Stone, like an angular Art Deco objecto capitalist hero, 40 feet high and straddling my triple empires of real estate, finance, and absurdist humor. There you go. Uh, I give you some of that. You give, give me a, a, give me a taste of that. That's not bad. I know he hates gold and jewels and stuff, so that was a little poke. But but the concept, though. Concept, not you gotta bad. you got to pitch high. You ask for more, and then they scale it back, and then you get what you actually get. What you want. Yes, yes. Still, it's in the negotiation. And you know those Portlandites—they're not gonna—they're not gonna recycle their bongs. There's so many six-foot bongs with duct tape around them and you gotta chewing turn gum. That precious glass into a weapon to fight the cops. Yeah, yeah. You just whittle it down to a crack pipe because it's a gateway drug, and now it's legal. <laughs> Uh, sir, this is less than an ounce of crack. I'll take my fine, please. <laughs> can you imagine? I'll take that ticket. Can you imagine having to have a reasonable conversation yeah. and writing a ticket to? And this is, I, 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 I this and is you're, an absurd you're observation to me from the desert island. So it's me again in a cloth tooth, tattered tuxedo, naked from the waist down. Arm around two monkeys yes. <laughs> with uh, harlots makeup on, and you each have one crack crack rock. I'm like, um, we're allowed one ounce of crack a piece, sir. <laughs> we're separate entities. <laughs> All right, they're not my pets. Pets are people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about move along, move <laughs> along, move along. <laughs> yes, no ticket, no ticket. Oh my god. Um, all right, we're on to the last one, baby. I wasn't really keeping score. I just, I just am surprised. We're, I think we're pretty good. We're, we're, we're not on the nose, but how could you be close enough to, mm-hmm. I think, take yeah. home those British Knights. But let's see. Yeah. All right. Here's the capper for Henning's 40th birthday. Henning has discovered that heaven is real and that its ruler is actually Carl Sagan. What would you like to hear him say as you arrive at the astral gates to the Hall of Science? Turn around, bitch. You're <laughs> in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> just sagging the bully. Just the reason you, uh, you don't want to meet, you know. Because Henning Bill spit Murray. those vicious rhymes in his direction, not knowing oh, that he is, yeah. in fact... The, the true dominator. Yeah. He wears the guise of oppression to oppress you. But and impress you. But Henning but Henning holds Sagan on a pedestal. He just didn't know that God was Sagan. So that's an interesting an interesting dynamic. It's the Sagan paradox. Yes. Yes. Uh let's see. Sagan. Here, I got it. I'm more compassionate here. So he gets to the Hall of Science. Sagan says, Henning, there is a god, and it is me. Now join me for some apple pie. (laughs) Which is a dank strain of sticky icky (laughs) that old Brahe's been cooking up in the back. You gotta smoke it out of his nose. (laughs) Oh, it's a pipe. Just pulls out that... that (laughs) 
So, no, 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 you pull it out. You pull it out and that's the bowl. You smoke it and you have to French kiss him to get the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> he can party, bro. He get party. over here, you chowder chud. Give me some lips. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. That's my bed mine. You got a French kiss, Tico. <laughs> oh, I don't like weed that much. All right. <laughs> it's heaven, man, for a reason. All right. Moving. Eric Weave says, uh, moving a little away from old taking a toot off Brahe's lips. <laughs> uh, we are away for the cosmos to know itself. So very... Very Again, thoughtful, beautiful, poetic. thoughtful. Let's see how thoughtful Henning is, because I don't think so. I don't think Henning's going to leave us with a. What with if it a, is smoking Tico Brahe's? <laughs> I would. We would be in the uh, upside down then. <laughs> All right, he said. Oh boy, uh, pretend I said something humble for that last response. Oh, which we didn't. So I'm gonna have to go back and post because Henning's the ego maniac. Hanism has swept across America for his statue. Let's see. He says... Because this one is actually serious. I would like Carl to say, Welcome. We think you might be good at this. Here is your own universe to work on. That would be cool. Boom. Ooh. The almighty. Nice. We're going give a guy a Manhattan style. Give a mouse a cookie. Give a guy a 40th birthday and he's give a guy uh, a omniscient. Oh, wow. That's Ego some, I just want to smoke out of some other guy's face. Sitting on his throne eating chocolate and walnuts <laughs> for an appetizer followed by a hearty, Shoveling chowder hearty, in that beef, hearty roadhouse chili a chowder. <laughs> a bean chowder. <laughs> If it's his universe, he can do whatever he wants. He's going to, for my next trick, I'm going to fuse chowder and chili. <laughs> it's a roadhouse chowder. <gasps> I know that. Eat it, Brahe. She shoves it in his nose cavity. <laughs> Henning force feeding other scientists' gross food he invents. <laughs> There's no way. I think you can fuse a lot of foods, but I dare anyone out there to a fuse a chili and a chowder. It can't be done. It sounds disgusting. It sounds it, terrible. There's no no spice goes with cream in a chili. You can smell how bad that's. You just you're like, ooh, they have roadhouse chowder on the menu. Ooh, fish chili. No, here <laughs> we call it fish chili. <laughs> fish chili. <laughs> God, was this trout? Texas fish chili. It reminds me of when we were moving to New York. And I was saving every last penny. So like an old sitcom, I decided not to buy food for the last month. And I was just going to eat what was in the cupboards Mm -hmm. and in the freezer. And at one point, I just had like a carrot and an onion to make a stock at a crock pot. Yeah. A can of peas and an old slab of salmon that had been frozen. Oh, God, no, it was It was like it was like wet market salmon because so, it was your ex-girlfriend's stepdad who was a hunter and a fisherman. Got me and a salmon. And any time you guys would go to Wisconsin, he'd, he would empty his freezer of crap he didn't want because <laughs> yeah. we were just lowbrow low fools. We were like, oh, yeah, get fresh game. We grew up with hunt people hunting fish. Yeah, we'll take it. Sure, a nice deer pot roast. 
<laughs> but yeah, salmon stew did not work well. Yeah. It was, but yet again, when I put my foot down, I stick to it. So as much as that was stomach. my meal for the week. So I just had to choke down that fishiest of fish salmon skin stew with <laughs> soggy. Ugh, amazing. It's a fish, not a fish. Ah, I'm going to. All right. The goal out there is to make a nice fish chili or a roadhouse chowder. You, roadhouse you chowder. call it. And that's the quiz. Did All we right. know penning? We did the penning. We did it. We tried. Thanks, Henning. Thanks, Aaron. Happy birthday, yeah. Hen. Core, happy birthday, my man. Yeah, dude. He's the best. We I love you. I guess we should. And there's nothing they can do about it, nothing huh? Nothing they can do about it until he creates his own universe and squashes his under his Belizean sandals. Just put me on an island with the fart machine. That's all I ask. Yeah. I put me on an island with what did, oh I didn't take anything. I'll take a jetpack. A fake jetpack. <laughs> I'll cook my monkey meat on it. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. It's greetings one last time. Twenty times two, and plenty of primes left for you. But I know forty is not. I'm not such a clot. I'm talking one, three, and seven years from now. And if you got that one, I'm not quite sure how. Henning might have. Henning, on my fox hunt scale of sweet, I give you three sagins bragging, two hobos from Phobos, one cinnamon and one spice, meaning one H and KC, two parts of three Kashi make JP's Booyah Basi. And lastly, but not leastly, to forget them would be beastly. One family so great, it makes even an atheist say, heaven can wait. I'm talking Oma, Opa, sisters, brother, Oscar, and Claire, without whom your happiness cupboards would be bare. And then there's E. Weaves, with a 40-year fox hunt up her sleeves. You lucky duck, with the love of your life, now go enjoy that vegan cake with your birthday eerie knife. I'm Lindsay Meggins, being 40-ish great, and I make the rules. <laughs>